Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. On the show so far, you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking, and we will have Mike Schaefer here shortly in 24-7 Sports, talking all things Nebraska recruiting and more. Quick shout-out to our coffee. As you hold up their competitor to the <laughs> thing. Yeah, Sip has a McDonald's cup, but he but. has bagels and Joe coffee in there. Now, the reason why it's in that cup is because you... We have a rule that if you're going to have anything on the surface, covered, it's got to be covered. And you don't have a covered mug for some reason. Although we had a mug for you from Bagels and Joe, you lost it. No, my wife. Oh, she it. stole it? Well, she it's uses being, it. At least it's being used by somebody then. Yes, the coffee is wonderful. Thank you to Bagels and Joe, as always, for giving us. We have Snickerdoodle coffee. Snickerdoodle. It's very good. Fabulous. Very good. It really smells good. And tastes good. And helps my mood. Does it? Yeah, the smell alone does. Ah, very good. That's good. Yes. Again, Schaefer will be here shortly. You can, if you want to get. How would you like to fill the time? If you want to get uh, questions in before he's here, that we can line them up for you. Please text us on the Sauter Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Yeah, I just think that again. The, uh, the well, go ahead. There's there's a couple things that we mentioned in the first hour that are still the news of yesterday, which is again just to recap if you missed any of it. Uh, Casey Rogers in the portal for Nebraska, and we'll ask Schaefer about that in a second when he gets here. Um, Jay Wright, again, stepping down at, at Villanova as the head coach there. I'm curious if you hear more coaches step down. I mean, again, like we said, he has 10 good years left in him of coaching. Yeah, 60 years old. A guy that was Maybe showing... Maybe he doesn't have 10 good years left, but anyway, I, I see what I you're mean, saying. The, Seems like it. His last six years of coaching have been remarkable. Yes, Two championships, have. a Final Four appearance this year. Like, he's not slowing okay, down. Okay, now there's, there's a part of me that believes we are glossing over this story a little bit. Wouldn't you call Villanova... Now, this is all due respect to the national champions from Kansas... Villanova has been the premier program of the last decade. The premier program? I am saying the premier program. Two national championships, 2016 and 2018, that falls in the the decade. Two titles, absolutely. Two titles. How many, how, at least one other, two other final four appearances. Okay. Uh, One for sure. Well, okay, now what are we talking about here, Jake? Two national titles in a Final Four appearance in the decade, and you're saying, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, that, it's pretty, is, I, I just never, I, it just never was a thought to me before right now that I guess the program of the last decade in Villanova was Villanova. Villanova. 
Interesting. The man he is walking right. away from, I believe, I don't know, Mike Schaefer might disagree. He's walking away from what has been the premier program in college basketball the last 10 years. Are we talking about the best coach in college basketball no. that just retired yesterday? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, well, I think he, he, he built the premier program of the last decade. Yeah. Two national I mean, it's, titles. It's, I, they're certainly on a very short list. Um, I, I don't even know. Like, I guess North Carolina has been. Gonzaga. Yep. Gonzaga's played in two national titles but haven't won any. I, I honestly He's won think, two. I think that Jay Wright, you know, prior to yesterday's retirement, was the best coach in college basketball. I don't know that you would get a ton of pushback on that. I don't obviously, think so. No, you wouldn't. Obviously, Bill Self, really good. Mm-hmm. Um and then Mark Few, really good. Scott Drew, really good. Uh, Tom Izzo, really good. But no one has been at the level mm-hmm. that Jay Wright has. In the last decade. In the last decade. So I, I would have to say that I agree with this general assertion. And, and in no short part because I walked in already thinking that Jay Wright was the best coach in basketball. They have won seven. Certainly the best dress. Jacob. Oh, absolutely. Jacob. Yes. They have won seven of the last nine Big East regular season titles. This is where Jake's going to tell you the Big East isn't very good. No, no, no. The Big East is good. That's good. I'm not pushing back. Seven of nine. Think about that. I I just, again. They're a perennial top ten team. I had not thought about who was the team of the decade. You're probably right. It's Villanova. If they hadn't lost uh, their second leading score, I, I would be very curious – um, you know, in that game against Houston, they were putting that away to win the, the regional there. Mm-hmm. I'd have been curious if they or win the region. I, I'd have been curious how they would have done in the final four um, at full strength because that was – yes, they were playing very good basketball yep. uh, You're right. in that tournament. Uh-huh. And then that was, a, that was a pretty big blow. Yeah, the injury really, really hurt. Um, let's see here. How many final fours this decade? He's got, two, just he's three. got two titles. And he yeah lost to Kansas in the Final Four this year. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's just three. <laughs> just oh three. yeah, just three. Yeah, just, just, just just three out of ten. Three. Not just not three. bad. Three for ten in Final Four appearances. Yeah, which is more bad. than Duke, I believe, in the yes. same stretch. Absolutely. Uh, I, it should be more than Kansas in the same stretch. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be. I, it's probably less than North Carolina. It's more than. Gonzaga, because when they've made Final Fours, they've made the championship game, and they've lost. Um, Twice. Yep. China, I, yeah, don't overthink really, it. This is the premier program. Really nobody else. This is it. I mean, there's the there's program. guys on the periphery. Like, you could you could sell me that Tony Bennett at Virginia is, mm. like, top eight, mm. but he's still behind Bill Self. Right. He's still behind Mark Few, even though Tony Bennett's won one. Mark Few's consistency at Gonzaga puts him – up there for me. I so. hope. I hope this is a big story national. I hope it is. I think it is. Yeah. It, I, I guess I didn't. Think, I kind of thought it was widely viewed that he was the best coach in college basketball at this point. But okay. No, I'm, um, I'm with you on that. It's hard to push back on that at least. Yeah. I don't know if national. If someone's like, well, I don't know if I, I'd take so and so over him, but I can't imagine someone would be like, no, he's not my top four. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Imagine that. I don't know if nationally it garnered as much as attention as Casey Probably Rogers. Villanova yeah. doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly took over. That was the, worldwide. That I was, was not, worldwide. Right. Was not prepared for you to slip that in there the way that you did. Well done. Yeah, yeah I does. don't. It, he kind of stole Jay Wright's thunder yesterday. Yeah, he did. 
How dare he? Yeah, uh, yeah we'll switch to that. Yeah, Casey Rogers yesterday announces he's going into the transfer portal. We all know Nebraska is lacking depth on the defensive line. He did not play this spring because of an injury suffered against Iowa the last play of the game. But this is somebody that was going to start next season, barring some unforese- unforeseen circumstance of him now leaving. Uh, His what kneecap ha- popped out of place. On a kneel down. On, on a, a kneel, kneel down. down. <laughs> Probably just one of the most ridiculously bad luck things I can think of. Think about so, it. Think for about a guy that. who fought incredibly hard to get to the point where he could even be on the field for that kneel down, for that to happen. Parker crazy. tells a good story about how, okay, so the kneel down, he, he got up out of his stance, knee popped out, walking off the field, he saw the team doctor and said, I'll see you next week. Oh, boy. That sucks. <laughs> Football. Yeah, to end the, on a kneel down. Yeah. So, okay, Casey Rogers, though, in the portal. Uh, we, again, we know it's a, a position that's lacking depth. What, what was your initial response to that news yesterday, and how it, what's it now? Well, I mean, I don't think I'm shocking anyone when I say this, but that was not one of the guys I was expecting would be entering the portal after the spring. So I was fairly, fairly surprised. Um, you know, subsequent digging has largely just revealed that there was some just general unhappiness, not necessarily of what his role was going to be, but just here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't know if that's just angst of a, of a 22-year-old kid, um, but he is walking away from what would have been a good playing time opportunity, and I think he knows that. Uh, so that tells you that it goes a little bit deeper than just the the coach doesn't like me and I'm not going to play kind of thing. So um, beyond that, I don't have a whole lot more of, of the why. I'm more just wondering what Nebraska does next because that's a that's a spot uh, where yeah. I mean if you'd have been like Mike there's a defensive lineman that's going into the portal on Wednesday at 3:30 I'd have given you a couple other names maybe and so now you know now I wonder is Casey Rogers the last at that position I wouldn't Ooh, put God. a lot of money on no I'll tell you that much so you know Nebraska's really in a pickle uh with their defensive line I mean I I think that they they obviously really like Nash Hutmacher and Ty Robinson, sort of your your go to guy there. But you you have to be able to rotate off of that. Uh, we're talking about Colton Feist as their their third defensive lineman up at this point in time, and then you're getting so. into uh, Mosai Newsom and Ruquan Buckley, Jalen Weaver, Marquise Black. That's the guys. That's the it. That's, that's the, the end of it. It's, so, it's interesting as we haven't seen. Play. Rogers' numbers haven't been great. I, right. I, well, so I I think there's two different reactions here. There's well, he didn't do anything after 2020 because he was hurt for most of last year, and then there's well, even if he didn't contribute a lot, it still feels like a bigger loss than say Jordan Riley because when he has been on the player. field, it, it felt like a you know he felt like someone that was at least going to be helping you out for sure. He's a I thought okay. The stats do not back this take up, so I, I, I'm prepared to get jumped here. But I thought he was arguably their best defensive lineman. When uh, health, at when times healthy. in 2020. At, at times. Yeah, at times. Yeah, yeah. He and was very active. You could, I mean, you could make that case with the current roster, because I don't know that Ty Robinson has stats that blow anything away, but what Ty Robinson has done for roughly two seasons or one and a half seasons is he's been available. And at some point, like Ben Stilley represented this really, really well. 
sometimes having the guy who's just always there that you can write his name in ink and you're not worried that he's going to get hurt or that he's going to have a nagging injury or, that or he's going to leave he's going to just walk off yeah. the you know yeah. walk out of the whole thing right god that's valuable you i i don't know that people always appreciate just the consistency of a guy like Ben Stilley mm-hmm. when you don't always know a what you have talent wise behind that and b that you're going to get the same guy that's going to be as consistent. Ty Robinson is that guy. I mean, you you get what you get with Ty Robinson. I don't know that there's going to be first team All Big Ten upside. Like I, he's he's a good player. I don't know that he's ever going to be fantastic. Beyond that, like I, I mean, yeah, you could argue Casey Rogers against literally every other defensive lineman because he's actually played more than they. Have. To be fair, um, to the world, Stilly. I mean, there's a lot of guys on that roster that are very reliable that, that fall under the that Stilly was, category. That was all of those guys that came back. Right. Every single one of them. Yeah. They're, JoJo Doman, reliable. Reliable. Ben Stilly, reliable. Yeah. Talk to Travis Austin Fisher Allen. about replacing those two safeties. Right. They're, they were, they could have I mean, they lost, like, part of replacing 2021, even though they went 3-9, and nine, mm-hmm. the guys you lost were ones that you could count on. Yeah, they could. You guys could. you brought back that you're excited about? Yeah. Eh. It, you know, this is an interesting, another interesting way to look at this. Unfortunately, Nebraska doesn't really have a player that would jump into the portal right now that would be a big story nationally. There's, there's just nobody. I mean, I was actually thinking, you know, there's not. Unfortunately, they don't have a face of their program anymore. Not really. Gone. No, not, no. It reverts back to being Scott Frost, which is unfortunately not who you want to be the face of your program. What's the closest thing uh, as a player right now to the face of the program for Nebraska? I don't think they have one. Is there anybody close to that, though? Well, uh, who's in the realm of the conversation? Reimer or Henrik? Yeah. Luke Reimer? I guess Luke Reimer. Would it be Volkolek? No. 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 Okay. Um, would it be... I'm going to stay on offense right now. Is, is Luke, Luke Reimer is the closest thing to the face of the program right now? Well, I was going to say Reimer I, This is where you do the, the simple thing. And if you were to just ask a truck driver coming out of Albuquerque yep. who yeah. the face of Nebraska football is, they got nothing. They, no, they, no, they, but they now, no, but now to idea. be fair to the trucker, um, you – like if I – I could name a lot of programs. that Like who's the face of the West Virginia program? Who's the face of, hell, Texas Tech? Who's yeah, the that's face? fair. But that yeah. also tells you where Nebraska football right. is at. Well, now I could go further though. Who's the face of Florida? The trucker. Now you're the trucker. Um, Get the trucker hat on. I can't. Whoever their new. I can't say who the face of Florida State is. Yeah, I can't say who the face of. I don't know. Well, I can say. Okay, but but in terms of the Big Ten, though, for us, we we can we can say that. Braylon Allen's the face of Wisconsin right now. State is who is Spencer Petras the face of Iowa. Just saying. <laughs> it would be Tyler Goodson, isn't it? Isn't he still there? He's gone. He, he's, oh, he's gone. gone. Goodson's so, yeah. gone. Yeah. They, I, lost, they lost Linderbaum, the big the star right. center. I don't know. Gone. I don't I can't say I So maybe that one we don't know at this point. Northwestern, your team. Who's the face they of your Northwestern? They don't have a face because they're not very good. You could say Purdue probably. Would you say Aiden O'Connell? Aiden O'Connell yeah. is the face because yeah. David Bell's gone. Right. Aiden O'Connell is the face of Purdue. I'd say so. Mo Ibrahim at Minnesota or Tanner Morgan sure. at Minnesota. Yeah, one of those. No. But that 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 works. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, Michigan. Well, one of the court Matt McNamara. Or, you could go slash there or J.J. Yep. Penn State. Help me. Help me. <laughs> uh, who's, I don't know, honestly. Is know. Clifford still there? Or is he gone now? I, I don't. I don't honestly know. I don't have one. Anyway, I Dotson's get your point. Gone too. 
I get my point too, but I get your point. It's tough for the trucker, any trucker, to do that for most programs, and certainly Nebraska. I, I think it just speaks on a lot of levels. Nebraska doesn't have a ton of star power to begin with. No, and what? Kip says, Sip is defending a hypothetical trucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kip. Yes. I'm just going back to one of the things that I've heard him do on other shows where he's like, now if I was a trucker. Or if I was driving through from Albuquerque and I didn't know anything about Nebraska. Right. Honey, let's go watch. I, I specifically picked Albuquerque because I can't remember which show it was, but you used that one. Better Call and Saul. And I spent a while wondering. And so that's what it comes yeah. from? Yeah. You just watched like Better Call Saul the yeah. night before? Why? Yeah. Albuquerque. I all, It drives my wife crazy. I always, like if there's a movie on, I'm like, where's this set? What city is this? Uh, well, where, are these, where are they at right now? I just always want to know where it's at. No, to be fair to the truckers. I don't know that that should drive her crazy. Kind of does. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Get on Wiki. See, see, oh, so, <laughs> so you're just demanding her to answer it. Okay, I get that now. I can see where if you're just like stream of consciousness out loud, no. but you're looking it up. Huh. Anyway, so yeah, back to Casey. Um, uh, I, now, I, I got to think he has a place in mind, right? Don't uh, based on what I heard. No, it's interesting, Schaefer. Usually, don't we sort of isn't the prevailing sentiment now that if a guy goes in the portal, we figure he already knows where he's going. Um, mm. maybe, but when you're tweeting out who you're getting offers from, that's true. Arkansas. That tells me that you're more in collection reset mode than you are, and I've got a plan. Could be. So, um, I or it could be. Deception. Like I, said, I don't. I don't deception. know a ton, but I think from what I have heard, he's fairly open to being courted by other teams at the moment. We don't know a ton because I don't think we'll hear from him. We, generally, like no. O'Shawn Mathis, we don't. Nobody interviews him because we can't. They won't talk. Guys that go into the portal, I hope people understand. It almost means they're off limits to interviews. Well, it's just not a function because they've, they've done it. I mean, for a lot of them, if you've been a recruit before, you did the whole interview thing, then you've been in college and you've been interviewed. And at some point, like, you know, if you but, or I or Jake are in the midst of considering a career change, it's not like we're going to stop to talk to some magazine no, about it. No, no. And and I don't know that point. I don't know. If, I don't know if they should be expected to explain why we all want to know. Why. None of them. Like, what? so one of the hard things about our job mm-hmm is that we always want people to talk to us. Mm-hmm. And there's always an expectation that they should talk to us. And save for very rare cases, i.e. the head coach, who, you know, sort of is the mouthpiece in a lot of ways of what the program is, I've always kind of regarded as we're fortunate when they do talk to us. Yes. And it's it, if you have that mindset, I think it's somewhat helpful than the demanding of they have to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's some guys that once they get here, I mean, Joshua Kalu is a good example. He just stopped doing interviews. He did. He didn't see any value in it for him. Well, I think, and he it was... wasn't that he was a bad guy. He was very nice, very polite, and he'd always basically be like, "Yeah, I'm just not interested in, in doing this." One of Josh's hangups was he didn't like being us calling him Josh. He was Joshua. Joshua. Full yeah. name. Yeah, he wanted to be called Josh. He just did it right there. I know. I said Joshua yeah. Kalu, and yeah. you went. I right went back to, Josh. to Josh. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have. I'm. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> he has, he hasn't learned. He hasn't apologize. learned. So, but yeah, so I don't. I'm not suggesting in any way that we owe that he owes us an right, explanation. Right, right. But I would really like to know why. It would be sure. very interesting to hear his. So, but, I'm, but why would he lay that out? Why would he lay that out? There's no reason to. 
right? Yeah. Is there any reason to? No, he doesn't have to say yeah. why he's For leaving him. you. Yeah. Well, certainly not before you go somewhere. No. So now the question becomes for Nebraska, okay, Rodgers is gone. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis is certainly a guy that, you know, is, they, they don't really have anything Texas. to do with each other. Like, I I know, but you, I you need players. I want to that so as need... much as possible. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's this idea that getting O'Shawn Mathis, who plays an entirely different position. Like, where Nebraska is most fragile is not the pass rushing situation. Well, they want to get better there. If they it, it allows you to, to run. To, if they're playing a 3-4, O'Shawn Mathis could could theoretically cut into Casey Rogers' time. As a 3-4 defensive end? Yeah, because he's 6'6", 260. We're not talking about Caleb Tanner when we're talking about O'Shawn Mathis. Yeah, I mean, I sized him up before the mm-hmm. on the on the field, like not in pads. That doesn't look like a 3-4 defensive end. He well, doesn't I, look they like t- so I don't know if they're taking him off the field or not in that situation. Now, I don't know how much they're going to even be in a 3-4. Right. So. Well, that's, I, that's part of right, it is right. that. It doesn't feel like they're right. It feels like they're using their depth of edge rushers as outside linebackers to then kind of play defensive end for them in a lot of. Reasons. See, my take on it is any loss on defense, I don't care who the player is on defense right now, increases O'Shawn Mathis's leverage. If they lost Braxton Clark, it increases O'Shawn Mathis's leverage because you're you need good players. I, I almost feel we're at the point where O'Shawn Mathis's leverage is infinite. Yeah, through the, yeah. So it doesn't. I, I, I guess do I sort of view it independently because yeah. losing an interior defensive lineman, which is what I view Casey Rogers right. for. The I don't upcoming, view O'Shawn Mathis as an interior right. lineman. Uh, you know, for the upcoming season, they needed O'Shawn Mathis whether he was here or not. But I think his value escalates with any starter that leaves. I don't that, forget the position discussion and the well, nuances and all that. Then we get into the the sort of sticky conversation of what does that mean to the guys that are already on the roster. I don't know. And it's then sticky. sticky. Potentially mm-hmm. are those guys on the roster like, well, if you're so valuable if that guy's so valuable because he's coming from somewhere, mm. what if I'm going somewhere? Absolutely. So Yeah. You know, it it all it's all a conversation. It is. Um and it, it, all of it there's examples of that, you know, to to be found going around. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not trying to say that that's Casey Rogers. I'm I, it's hard it's, to know that, right? Well, he would have to outwardly come out and say that. Like I, you know, it's an interesting one because he was a starter. He had a lot here. I and you wonder what he's seeking elsewhere. Right. It could be a variety of things. It could be a million different yeah. things. And it's it's an interesting one because he was. Not, I mean, he was he was going to play if healthy. He was you know start. So he has to go find a spot where he's going to be valued as much. And frankly, coming off of a year where you barely played in the spring where you didn't practice at all, you got to get someone that's going to bet heavily on you being the 2020 version of yourself. Goes back to you just wonder. In uh, which, as good as he was in 2020, he was still a rotational player. It wasn't like he was a guy out there taking 60 snaps. It's really strange. Like there's, there's a perceived value of Casey Rogers that might be higher than what he actually was, too. True. It's just that for Nebraska, the value is really high because they don't have that many bodies. He, we, we wouldn't no. be having this conversation in the same con- with the same context if Damian Daniels had never gone into the NFL. Draft. Or DeAndre Thomas was back. Uh, yeah. yeah, which maybe you can get him back. By the way, uh, Casey Rogers graduates in May. Yep. Okay, maybe he just wanted. To, okay, I'm going to get my degree and I want to go somewhere else. I yep. want to see the. I want to see. I what, think that's as close to what we can sort of pull out of the air. Uh-huh. That probably. In line with the situation. Yeah. I, now, it's, he's been here since 2018. Right. 
Now he's got to tell his guys, and I, and I I was telling Jake, I isn't guys anymore. Just we we live in a different kind of world, and they're just say, okay, brother, go get yours, and that's and you just sort of leave it at that, and talk about whether you would like a cardinal to fly into your garage or a or a blue jay, which I wonder sometimes. There's either. Um, Where do I want a bird in my garage? <laughs> well, if you could pick. Which, I, don't, I don't want birds. I don't want the bird in the I garage. But if, but if you could pick a bird, I would say a cardinal. A dead bird. And I'd pick it up <laughs> and I'd put it out. I don't like birds at all. In your garage? I want a bird in my garage. Well, I think if the conversation starts to get a little uncomfortable, I do what my mom does. I just start talking about what kind of clouds do you prefer? <laughs> Nimbus. <laughs> Yeah, the wispy kind. Cumulus. Not a big cumulus guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I prefer before a I get Before I get to break, uh, the hour is sponsored by Trek CBD at 84th and Highway 2. I imagine that conversation was sponsored by Trek CBD. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Take a little of that syrup and you can get to talking about, well, uh, maybe a canary. <laughs> a canary? You can get a nice little canary in there. Yeah, those oh, are, what about a hummingbird? A Wouldn't hummingbird. Interesting, yes. A hummingbird would be good. In your garage. Just no woodpeckers. It's <laughs> too much damage. It startles you when there's a bird in your garage, doesn't it? <sighs> woodpeckers yep. are super annoying, by the way. Uh, yes. Uh, at the old house, there was uh, a standing power line, and for like two summers in a row, this woodpecker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And, and it was like mid-morning, and oh, I'd be yeah. like trying to work, and I'd have the door shut and everything. Oh. I started throwing dirt clods at it. I was so mad. <laughs> no. Whoa, oh, don't say that on the radio. <laughs> don't say you threw a dirt clod out at there. the woodpecker. Don't worry, it never got touched. The dirt clod doesn't travel far enough to get there. <laughs> you were Shut your yapper. It would just like sadly hit the fence in front of it, and you know it wouldn't no, stop. It would just be hammering away. This is the worst. That is the sort of sound I'm surprised. So yeah, go to Trek CBD. Yeah, great, great spot. 84th and Highway Two has all your needs. I'm surprised that sound would distract you. It's, oh, it's, it's a it's a constant though. It's horrible. Hmm. It's way louder than you think. Oh, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Dirt clods. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> uh, more next with Mike Schaefer on early break on the ticket.